Nothing, nothing crazy. Recording in progress. Uh, I bought myself a bicycle, and I rode to work every day last week. How cool is that? You rode a bike. I rode a bike. But listen, I bought a fat-friendly bike. Mm. It's a Mongoose. I think it's like a Dormalite. It has four-inch wide tires on it. I was say, it has fat tires. I was going to say, you got the fat tire. Yeah. I got fat tires, and then I bought this fat person seat that yes. is literally three times the size of the original yeah. seat. Yes. And it is so fucking comfortable and so much fun to ride. And like <laughs> on my breaks at work, I ride it around our little complex and ramp it off of curbs and shit like I'm a child. Oh my God. Just be careful. That's. I know, right? That's, that's, that's easy. That's an easy way to end up in the ICU. <laughs> yeah. I'm only I'm only speaking from personal uh, visual experience, not literal, but visual experience. Uh, me too. I I put myself in the hospital once on a bike. What's funny is uh, my chain broke. That's what happened. My chain broke, and I took my handlebars to my gut and bruised my spleen. My spleen. Uh, I was laying on the track, the railroad tracks, crying like a bitch. And my friend called my parents. He's like, Tyler crashed and he's laying on the tracks and he can't get up. So that's, my dad that's like, how drove. You, that's how you enter 5D consciousness <laughs> is by taking yeah. handlebars into the spleen. <laughs> so but, my dad drove the four blocks or whatever it was in his underwear, came and got me and went to the ER. And um, my little brother was at home with my friend at the time. And he kept saying, he probably he's probably dead. Did you see him? He's gonna die. Like he was sure that I was, <laughs> was gonna die. Tyler's dead. <laughs> so I actually work with my little brother Sorry, now, folks. and he is like, "You sure you should ride that thing?" Remember what happened the last time you rode a bike? Funny. What's even funnier is the chain of my new bike. My new bike broke last night when I was fucking around on it. You know, completely unrelated to bikes. I've bikes. I've discovered light language on TikTok. I don't know. Light language? Light language. It's opened my third eye, bro. What the fuck is that? Uh I can give you guys a sampling of it. I, I actually ended up following a person who does it, but uh so in short, light language is like a language that is spoken or sang, uh through the soul from like higher dimensional existence and like they call them light codes that they when they speak them and you listen to them and meditate on them that you can use them and apply them to like different aspects of your life now does that have anything to do with the light workers yeah or is it just a, does it really i, th- I, th- I think so yeah because this one girl called herself uh she she's a light worker and um she uses light language to like help heal people and like shit. the light workers almost got me because when yeah. I first discovered them, it was just a lot of like kind of self-help motivational stuff. And it was really chill, like really yeah. chill. And like, I was like, okay, this doesn't seem, this just seems like nice and vibey. And then I found like this lady, I don't know if she's like the leader or she's like a prominent light worker. I forget her name. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. Just fucking yeah. bonkers. Just saying that light workers are here to fight demons and we have to fight demons every day and shit like that. And I was yeah. like, oh man. I guess it depends on the light worker you end up running into. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's uh spectrum. But I mean I mean they have you know, they're all about like the new earth and like five D consciousness and like when they speak the light language, it's like literally them speaking the language from like other dimensions and it's okay. really it's really wild. It's See, wild. Okay. When I was doing CERN research, I was just telling you about this off 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 air. 
I listened to this. So this podcast, it was kind of interesting. Like I'm not religious and I'm not one for religious content, like Christian content, but it is fringe Christian content. It's a podcast where they try to use biblical things to justify the existence of cryptids and things like that. So they try to make all this cryptids and aliens and shit fit into the Bible. And so like, it wasn't like, I'm not their target audience, obviously, but it was really interesting. They were talking about like some stuff like how, like in his, this, this dude believes heaven is like the fourth dimension, for example. Yeah. And, and that's why angels are described the way they are in the Bible is because we as three dimensional beings can't truly. I've seen that. Like, like real angels look like fucking like giant eyeballs and like spirally, like uh-huh. almost horrific looking. Um, or it's just basically space aliens. Space aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a quick sampling here. So that's like that's like an example of someone singing light language. I feel like it's the opposite of throat singing. It's not. Yeah, it's literally. It's, a, it's not even like words. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever the fuck their little brain can cook up on the spot. Like, Interpretive singing. Yeah, literally. That's just all it, it was, is. It it was kind of vibey. You know what I mean, I could see like. I mean, if I was like peak, <laughs> I was like. Like high as, milligrams. If, if, if I was like high as donkey balls and <laughs> vibing and meditating and like grounding myself, like actually on the earth grounding myself, I I could probably get into it, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was like I was kinda intrigued by just by like being sober and scrolling through TikTok. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Cause this girl was like, I bet if you listen to this you'll get tingles in your body and let me know in the comments how you feel after listening. And then she started doing her thing and I was like, huh? So I don't know. I didn't necessarily get like goosebumps or tingles, but I was very intrigued. So I, uh, I kept, I kept, I I went up to her profile and scrolled through and watched some other things. And I don't know. That's something that I'm very open-minded towards, but I, uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily like invested you're not a light worker you don't think uh not yet i i know very very little all i know is what i've been exposed to from the internet and you know i feel like that's my life these days it might be a fun topic sometime to dive really deep into it and yeah you know if i you know i might try it sometime not like try it but like allow it to uh influence my mind for a minute and uh see if i get anywhere with it that'll be interesting I know. I looked on Spotify. They have slews of playlists and other shit. Because a lot of people just speak it. She sings it, so it's really different. Just depending on what spectrum you choose to, you know, speak it when, on. When you say it's on Spotify, what I imagine is some white girl with dreads doing that in her closet, like into like a Yeti mic, and then posting it on like Spotify. And I mean, that's basically what we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we. Uh, it feels. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I listened to like two minutes before this episode. Before so we so you're, you're in a good headspace then. Uh, no, uh, not yet. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I listened to just a little 
little little sampling on Spotify while I was, you know, waiting for uh, us to get ready, and uh, I don't know, it it's different. That's all. It, I can it say. is. It is. There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of world to experience. Yeah, there? yeah. Well, and you know, the I guess the only like real benefit in these trying times in the world is we do have the internet and can, you know, be exposed to different things and you know allow ourselves to be open minded about it. I'm I'm always open minded about things. If it sounds like uh, treachery or horseshit, it probably is. Uh, this seems pretty innocent enough, so I'm willing to give it a shot. Usually the stuff like that seems innocent enough usually ends up being anti-Semitic at some some point. Well, this is, uh, I feel like there's a lot of, um, I think this is deeply rooted um, in spiritualism and Uh and also uh, even like kind of um, maybe uh, Native American-ish. You know what I mean? See, you know what? I want to say, and this is something I actually like. Like, I want to say the first time I heard someone use the phrase that I am the universe experiencing itself through only one point of view. I think the first time I heard that phrase was when I was looking at the Lightworker stuff. And I think that's like a really interesting yeah. like concept that, to think about. Like, that sounds like some shit they would say. Uh-huh. Um, well, welcome everybody to the TJ and N show. It's just uh, me and Nick tonight. If you haven't uh, gathered, yeah. Yeah, I don't, we think Josh fell asleep. We don't really know. He's been missing in action for the last 24 hours. Yeah, he's been probably working. Um, yeah, he do that. He's trying to get that trap house turned into a trap home, so. You got his shower done. Did you see that? It looks yeah, dope. Yeah, shower looks nice, man. I'm going to go I'm gonna go there and take a shower, I think. Break we it should, in for him. We should both go there and take a shower. We can back-to-back jerk off in a shower. I like that. Nope. I like that a lot. It's not gay if you're not looking at each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's prime. <laughs> this Pride right. Month. It's uh, No, it's prime, and prime. it is Pride. Happy Pride Month, by Happy the way. Happy Pride and Month. We're, we're not against any of that here. We're uh, You just heard us talk about light language, for God's sakes. We're open to everything here. Did, uh... Yeah, yeah. Did you know? Uh, okay, what do you think about corporate Pride Month? What's your opinion on that? I think it's a, um, I think it's a bullshit excuse for them to try and be identifiable with the everyday average Joe. And they, and now that we live in cancel culture slash wokeism world, I think above anything else, they do it to cover their own asses. They don't give a shit. I saw this meme uh, where it was like. It showed all the logos. It was like, and and it showed all the logos that had their Twitter picture rainbow. Yeah. And then all the same accounts, but for Dubois, did not have the rainbow. Yeah. Like, so it's like trying to play both sides of it. So, I mean, what it really comes down to is their uh, corporations are trying to look uh, all inclusive and trying to show support for uh, marginalized people uh they do the same thing during black history month uh you know they'll do like we stand with blm or we stand with our you know brothers and sisters that have been you know hated against or marginalized over the years and women's and 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 they're yeah uh, any month that has like a societal meaning they just they you know 84 lumber you know did the same thing they had they'd always release a t-shirt for like whatever time of year it was they had a yeah. pride they had a pride t-shirt they had a veterans t-shirt they had a breast cancer t-shirt i mean 
I don't think they ever did a Women's Day thing, but that's pretty funny. I don't know. Honestly, it's uh, it's a very it's very like a cover my ass type of maneuver that a lot of them sink just a little bit of money into, just enough to keep people like saying like. Oh, well, at least they're trying, you know. know. Have you seen any of the pictures where it's like, just like things like sunscreen and hand sanitizer, where like the normal is like $2 and the pride version is like $4? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, every dollar spent towards the pride version goes to helping marginalized victims of heterosexual hate. You know, whatever. If, if, if if, If that's even. 2% 2% true, then I guess yeah, what, what, buy it. Buy the fine, rainbow. Fine, whatever. See, that that's taste, a small thing that I think taste, is... Taste the rainbow. Yeah, is whatever. good. There are uh, a handful of, like, actual like, LGBT people that make bank during Pride Month. They get, like, extra sponsorships and shit like that. <laughs> like, I, you know, if I was, you know, the company that owns Skittles, I would say, well, we're... We're, year we're, round. we're pro pride year round so <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like uh skittles didn't know it but they were pro pride before anyone else because their candy has always embraced the rainbow so to say speaking of pride do you see this breaking news where they <laughs> all these white supremacist dudes got pulled out of a u-haul and arrested nope Okay, so it's 31, 31 of these dudes in the back of this U-Haul. They were they're arrested for conspiracy to riot at a the, at a pride parade in Idaho. Oh, great! And it's 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 the same. It's the Patriot Front, that oh, group. Oh, they, uh, yeah. They're the ones. They have the white, you know, masks they wear, like the gator necks or whatever. Okay. It is just. This picture of literally thirty-one of them sitting like knees on their knees in the grass, handcuffed, is just really funny. <clears throat> they had like uh, shin pads and batons and riot oh, shields and smoke they were, grenades. They were ready. They were. They were coming to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah, <laughs> they were coming. To, they yeah. were. They were ready. <laughs> they knew I what, just. They knew what they were up against. Sometimes. I'm just stuck on the fact, like, hey, can you open the back of the U-Haul, sir? And the police like open it up, and there's packed full of dudes. Like, just... I just don't. You know, I'm a pretty average human being. I live a very average life. I make a slightly above average hourly wage, and I still live in a below average state of um, prosperity, if you will. Uh, I got paid on Friday, and I'm broke simply due into the fact that I have to pay for daycare and groceries and a roof and electricity and insurance. And by the time everyone dips their hand into my wallet, I'm just like, well, good thing I went to work for the last two weeks. I don't have time to go start a fight at a pride parade. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have time it, or the it, energy it, it, to hate someone that much. I, I, I don't have enough time, energy, or care in the world to go and like piss on someone else's parade. Right. Simply because I don't. Maybe I don't necessarily subscribe to that lifestyle. That doesn't mean I'm going to burn so, it down for someone else. So, what do you think the group chat's like? Like our group chat gets pretty active with memes and stuff the day before we record. Do you yeah. think their group chat was also? They were sending the gifts back and forth. Oh yeah, like, I mean they were probably sending some pretty 
Pepe memes. Yeah, some pretty uh, 4chan style (laughs) shit. But, you know, we do that too in the spirit of joking because it's funny. These guys are satirical. These people are being fucking serious about it. It's really sad. (laughs) Like, I really. I wish I could help everybody. I wish I could help the left. I wish I could help the right on a mental scale and and cleanse them of all the hatred that they stow away against one another simply because they don't agree on something that's, in my opinion, a fundamental right for everybody, which is love is love and hate is hate. And, you know, if, if, if you simply hate someone so much because they love someone else that you don't agree with, then maybe you should be sterilized. Sterilized, I mean, maybe you shouldn't exist anymore. I bet they have one of those no jerking off packs like the Proud Boys. Yeah, right. They need to to release the demons. That's very edge. They're all edge runners, man. They fucking, they spend way too much of their time worrying about other people's business when they really should just be working and focusing on their own. You know, for a bunch of dudes who probably claim to be hardworking, tax-paying American citizens uh, who are about to go commit, you know, domestic terrorism against people that they disagree with, they're not very patriotic, in my opinion. <laughs> but they're the Patriot Front, Nick. It's in the name. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. That's the oxymoron here, is that if you're planning on going to break up some... If you're about to go piss in someone's Cheerios just because you disagree with their lifestyle choices, and they're choosing to celebrate it in a confined space that isn't a bothersome to anyone, except for the... Uh, if you don't like it, don't look at it. Don't go there. <laughs> Stay inside during Stay, the Friday. Yeah, go, go home. Stay inside. <laughs> Smoke some weed. Play some video games. Watch Netflix and vibe, man. It's not Fucking that hard. I off. do it. I <laughs> do it. I do it every weekend. <laughs> I do it every night after work. I come home. I see my wife and my children for a couple hours. I put my children to bed. I usually pass out on the couch and then crawl up to bed around 10 o'clock and then I go to sleep and I wake up and I do it all over again. How do you have time to plot terrorism against people? <laughs> you, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not the Patriot Front. Maybe it's Antifa. Maybe. Yeah, you want to talk a false about, flag. You want to talk about some cocksuckers who don't <laughs> believe in, <laughs> in anything but anarchy. That's them. Holy shit. That's fucking wild to me, man. I just I I can't agree with you more. Just fucking just handle your own shit. <laughs> Take care of your families and your shit and leave people alone. Leave people alone. Go be a big boy and get yourself a job or a life. Or better yet, go get laid. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be like six in I'm sorry, maybe four inches deep in some <laughs> pussy? If you do it twice. Yeah. No bitches, question mark. Like go get laid or something, homie. Go to the bar. Go start a bar fight. You know that's a reasonable thing to like happen, especially if you're getting drunk. It's very isolated. The police show up within two minutes. They haul you out. They charge you. They book you. They put you in jail for the night. And then you release the next day because someone cared enough to bail your ass out. Um, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like seriously, people. I, if any of our followers are these people, go get a fucking life. 
I do doubt, something else. I, on, I honestly doubt any of our followers are those type of people based on everything we've ever talked about on here. You're right, probably. If, if anything, we're part of the problem. So Maybe they listen to us while they're getting ready to get angry. Honestly, you know? I've always wondered if anyone ever like masturbates while they're listening to this podcast. I mean, Speaking it's... of listeners, I got us a new follower. His name's Crispy. Hi, Crispy. I, I, I watched him follow the podcast watched him follow watched him do it yeah yeah we were t- we were talking politics and he's like yeah you know what your podcast might be something that i like and i told him like yeah told him some of the stuff we talk about and this and that yeah. so i mean we're we're kind of a loose cannon we just kind of do a, whatever the fuck we feel like doing a week in and week out because the number one question i get from people of interest is Oh, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, what isn't my podcast? Whatever. I see. I always, I say, we usually do something current events and then we do something like some weird shit like dare or conspiracy or this or that. Well, I mean, we're talking about shit. We didn't even plan on right now. No, I just, we've already covered, we've already caught, covered light language (laughs) and fucking pride and patriots and people, (laughs) people who are mentally (laughs) ill, who don't know how to, accept it um and we're not even into the meat and potatoes of the show yet so yeah welcome welcome to our fucking organized chaos <laughs> Woo-hoo. um okay since we're talking organized chaos for father's day i'm gonna buy myself an ak-47 that's chambered in 22 okay i can buy a 50 round mag for it mm-hmm. a drum mag yep. so imagine you're a crackhead you this breaking is, in my house. This is a red flag already. Just so I, you know, this fu- I, this whole episode is now <laughs> red flag law. <laughs> if anyone ever listens to it and you ever use that gun, they're gonna come right back to this episode, trace it back exactly. here, and and we're gonna all be seized. That's all I'm gonna say. Listen, you break in my house. Yeah. I come around the corner naked, holding an AK-47 with a drum mag and a strobe light. Is your hair up or down? We'll go up. It's usually up, but okay. maybe if I have time, I'll rip the I'll rip the, <laughs> the hair tie out. Say so if you do the hair down and just a little bit of the hair, like covering one side of your face. That's a that's a vibe right there, bro. Like I'll turn the strobe light on and said, "Pull them down or get out." <laughs> <laughs> now, for dramatic effect, you have to make sure you cock the gun after you say that. Even even if it wastes one, even if it wastes one of your fifty rounds, you eject gotta one. you gotta eject that slide, man. You gotta pull it back and make sure they hear the ping. Yeah, and then they're going to literally piss their pants and say, "Oh, I picked the wrong house. My bad." The naked real... man with a Kalashnikov. <laughs> Kalashnikov. But yes, yeah, I am. Uh, I I one hundred percent agree. Well, that's. Um, Guns are guns are really touchy right now. To be I honest, know. I wanted yeah. an AR before they banned them, but I can't afford one. They're too pricey for me. Yeah, well, they're only going to get worse because uh, they're while while a lot of major outlets like Fieldstream and Walmart, and other places like that that sell firearms have disbanded them a few years ago. I mean. If you were to walk into Cabela's today and say, I want an AR-15, they would laugh in your face. and Shoot say, you on sight. They say, you, you, you got two grand, buddy. Yeah. We, we need to talk to a psychologist before you even hold it. Yeah. Well, um, no, but a little spoiler alert. I've been doing all this killdozer research 
for the for the podcast i've been talking to bailey about the talking and talking and talking and then all of a sudden i'm like hey for father's day i want an ak-47 i was like those two things together should be a big red flag for her i feel like i mean it's not a red flag if she agreed (laughs) yeah 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 was she like yeah sure or was she like no she's like i'm not saying no but i don't know how i feel about it Oh yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, that's always like the they they're more likely to lean against no versus yes when they say that. But but that doesn't mean a hundred percent no. So I mean, it's it's I guess it's up for debate. Well, I just yeah, I'll be a good boy, and maybe and my yeah exactly. In my experience, <laughs> the the nicer you are, and the more patient you are, and the more bullshit you take care of at the house the more likely you are to get the things you want okay if i change enough diapers i'll get my kliznikov yes so. you're glizzy enough <laughs> no that's yeah that's pretty funny though it, I, it's want, all... I want a hot dog gun that would be fun wouldn't it it would Just be shoot an intruder with a bunch of fucking hot dogs like on a on a belt like a it's belt a, fed fucking a hot dog gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> like the eight barrels and it turns. Glizzinator, go. <laughs> the what glizzinator. Do think, what do you think the sound a hot dog would make coming out of a gun barrel? Yeah. That's and and there would probably be just the slightest sound of like wet wet in there. Like I was gonna say moist in there, but just a so is every third round a tracer hot dog? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's covered in mustard or something. It's over there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That would be good. I like it. I think I'm gonna have to strive to figure out. I'm sure someone's already manufactured something along those lines in house. Obviously, I want a t-shirt cannon because the, the soda can fits perfectly in it. Apparently, and you can. That would be lethal. Yeah, right. You hit someone in the dome with a fucking <laughs> soda can out of full, a t-shirt, can. a full soda can out of a t-shirt gun, <laughs> bro. That's gonna ruin their entire night and probably the next couple of days, assuming you didn't put them in a coma. Exactly. There's just a perfect <laughs> ring right on the side <laughs> of their fuck, like right around their temple, like in their eyebrow, just like it's like gashed open and bleeding, or like the can oh. is just sticking out of their head. It's embedded. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, if you put some like serious CO2 behind it, yeah, maybe. The, yeah. Oh man! All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. I really want to hear about this the James Webb update you have. What is, oh, what is yeah. So James Webb, um, you know, we've never really discussed it in detail, but by now anyone who knows anything should probably understand that there's a new telescope in space. I think we covered it a little bit. Yeah, just maybe a tad. I can't tell you when or how long ago or what episode, but that does sound maybe halfway <laughs> correct. Um, but yeah, so old James Webb is out there. So... Uh, Apparently, based off of a report, uh, they identified some damage that it took um, while floating around in the endless void. Um, It's not floating endlessly. It's stuck in a gravitational loop at the L2 place where the sun and the Earth have this weird continuity. But uh, So, basically, a... um, 
the uh, instrument was struck by a small uh, rock micrometeoroid, which could be classified something the size of uh, like something smaller than a penny, maybe even the size of a pea, or it's small, coming... or basically space dust. But it's be... like a bullet, right? How fast? Yeah, it's yeah, it's going through the void like at a million miles per hour. Even space dust, if it has. Uh, even just the tiniest little pelts in it, it can mess up the uh, the instrument sensors or mirrors or whatever. So the mirror took a uh, kind of one of the mirrors has several mirrors. I think something crazy like eighteen or twenty or something. Uh, but one of the mirrors took a, a hit, and uh, when they were getting readings from it, they said that there was uh, noticeable damage um, to the data that they were receiving. That is so depressing because it's like nothing you can do about it. Yeah, no, it's stuck out there. But I mean, they 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 knew that this was going to be a thing that could happen, and while they built it to, um, you know, withstand some of the harsh realities and um, things that the environment and space can throw at you, uh, this one happened to be a little bit larger than what they ever tested for. Uh, on Earth. However, um, after doing some calibrations and troubleshooting, I mean, the telescope is still performing beyond, well beyond expectations. That is so crazy that they can troubleshoot from thousands of miles away. Literally a million. Like, yeah, like literally it's, an inconceivable it's, distance. It's and they can a, just like click, 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 click. It's a million miles away from Earth right now. And yeah, so I mean, while it's like depressing because you know we're expecting really great things from this telescope when they start really starting to dig in and take pictures of things we've never seen before and before that's even happened you're getting news about ship breaking um it's not technically broke it is damaged but it is still exceeding its uh performance parameters so it's not the end of the world. It's something that was planned for, and it was built to handle. Uh, even though this particular instance was a little bit more than what they ever kind of expected, it still did not, you know, damage it beyond uh, functionality. So, you know, they can they can still get you know plenty of use out of it and get just you know what we would expect. I, I think the first images are due out sometime this month, and some of the things that we can expect from you know is that's going to be looking a lot into um, well, it's going to use its deep field vision to identify light from the beginning of the universe, so light that's still shining from the Big Bang era. Uh, they're going to look at exoplanets, you know, planets that could potentially be hosting life. They're going to use it to try and study black holes. I mean, this telescope's got 10 years of life uh, expected out of it, and which is really, really short um, compared to Hubble. I mean, Hubble's been around since the 90s. I'm curious if they're releasing another one or if they're just... They are. Yeah, they've already... If you go to their website or if you just Google, like, what comes after James Webb, they've 
they're already developing, you know. Oh new shit! Ins- new telescope dropped. Yeah, they're already uh, developing, you know, the next generation and iterations of, you know, high tech equipment that's going that's, to eventually go into space. That's really good, though. Like, I know you like the the short life is like ah, oh, but like it's good that we can produce these things in almost a fraction of the time that it took us to make the James Webb after the Hubble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to expect another drop, and you know, for probably fifteen years. But within that fifteen years, we're going to have hopefully a full decade of just raw, awesome data from James. You Webb. know what sucks though? The stuff like this is all is always behind. Like we have better technology we could have used now to make that. Because it's all, it's all, you know, yeah. from when it was designed, however long ago that was. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. I'm sure took, you can adjust I mean, on the way. I mean, I mean, they've been developing web for 20 years. So, I mean, you think about that. It's basically been being developed since the turn of the century. And a lot of the technology that's, I think, implemented um, is implemented that that we're using for you know picture taking and things of that nature it's probably in, implemented um as late it, as possible right? yeah yeah probably later on but also you know you have to understand consumer technology versus oh, yeah. government like funded technology big difference you're right you're um, right so while yeah, some of the stuff that we now have access to as consumers and know about as consumers has probably been around for decades. Yeah, and, they're usually like 10 years ahead of the consumer market and the private and government sectors. Right. So it, it's not a big it's not a big lapse, but you're you're not wrong either. I mean, things are I mean, technology is outpacing itself right now. I mean, oh, every every yeah. day every day We're snowballing huge like there's ais that are developing rap to a very at a very rapid rate in which we probably as consumers can't even fucking fathom having you know interaction with but they're out there i mean supercomputers i mean microprocessing you know elon musk shares two percent of what you know his companies are capable of doing but there, I bet there's some really neat shit in their R and D departments that would oh, blow I'm everyone's sure. fucking minds. Neuralink, really... Neuralink alone. I mean, yeah, they have this concept and this, you know, like we know, like the surface of Neuralink, but yeah, the future is behind closed doors, and we will find out eventually about it. But it's gonna win. be it's gonna be wild. It's really interesting. So, so yeah, James Webb took a little hit, but. It's still working, you know, beyond what they would expect it to. And, you know, it's going to still do great things. So nothing to worry about too much about it. Nature one, us zero. Yes, that's usually the case. It really, really is. Um, But I guess to go ahead and build off of James Webb, you know, we'll just go ahead and transition into uh, this next quick little blurb that I found out about. So... I mean, I don't know if when you were a kid that you ever heard of like Planet X or whatever, um, a potential, I guess at the time it would have been a 10th planet because Pluto was still a planet. But Is Pluto a planet now? No, it's considered a ice dwarf. And uh, I mean, You know, honestly, I don't subscribe to that reality. 
No, in my heart, Pluto is a planet. Yeah, I'm team it's Pluto. Just, it's just not recognized as one by, you know, the scientists. But What the fuck do they know? Fuck them. They don't have any empathy. Fuck them. We saw pictures. Pluto's is real. Um, so, for the sake of argument, though, there is a uh, talk of a ninth planet that is very, very, very far uh, past Pluto. Um, what has been identified to be roughly the size of Neptune. Um, And, you know, they've been kind of studying this and and what there's, and what they're studying is gravitational uh, patterns, not necessarily uh, a mass. They can't see it because it is so far away. So it has to orbit our sun for it to be a planet. Correct. (laughs) There are other qualifiers, I'm sure, but like, Yes. So um, it's ten. So it's ten times the size of Earth, and it's twenty times further away than Neptune uh, is from the Sun. So that would mean that one year on Earth, for for it to do a complete rotation okay. around the Sun, which is one year for us, it would take it ten to twenty thousand earth years holy shit one rotation uh so beyond pluto there's a uh you know the the infamous kuiper belt which is where a lot of the asteroids in our solar system exist um you know just kind of in a belt formation and within that belt they have identified six potential objects that could be planets and when they take this data it all forms um, you know, curves and lines and things that tell them that it is in a elliptical orbit around the sun. Um, and when they take those six objects and plug them into the same formula, they all have the exact same elliptical um, orbit that you would expect from like a planet going around the sun. It's just crazy to me that like, I don't know. It's part like it's just like the distance between objects in space is truly unfathomable. Yeah, the fact great. that it's it's part of our solar system, not even our galaxy. Like, and we can could not see it. Well, like, well, you couldn't well, watch it make a rotation. Like nobody could. You yeah, know what I mean? no. Well, what blows my mind is you know they put all this into a three D you know rendering and the math adds up and all that, but. What it really does is it tells you how immensely powerful even a star the size of ours is uh, as far as having a gravitational influence on things. Yeah. And, and imagine, like, there are stars that are way bigger, thousands of times bigger than ours. So it's like, um, the only other theory is, is that it very well could also possibly be a black hole that is about the size of a uh, grapefruit so and it has the same like energy signature yeah. as a plant a planet yeah. ten thousand times larger than yeah. us yeah so, crazy that's fun so yeah that was a another interesting little tidbit about uh, about space that i learned this week i thought i would share it here tonight um if we want to keep rolling with space, I have one more quick topic about space that's kind of funny. I like uh, it. And it's uh, about space monkeys uh, or just animals going to space in general. 
The Russians sent a lot of dogs to space that never came back. Um, Twelve, to be exact. <laughs> yep, I read about that. But uh, what piqued my interest, uh, and this is going to make people laugh, I went to the dispensary today, and um, I got this uh, little baggie of medicine that was called Laser Sword Space Monkey. And I was like, well, that just sounds too good not to try. So that is. I think it'd uh, be funny if your if your weed came with a little pamphlet about the histories of monkeys in space, and that's where you learned all this. It's honestly, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very sad history, actually. Um, it really is. I've heard a little bit of it. So, um, in total, thirty-two monkeys have been sent to space in our history by NASA. Um, the very first living animals, or in this case, insects, that were sent to space were uh, fruit flies. On accident? or No, they did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, they launched them in a Nazi V-2 rocket that was uh, repo- repossessed in, uh, after the war in 1947. We're, <laughs> we're taking this. Yeah, so... They were shot 68 miles into uh, the into the air, uh, which is you know just the fringes of leaving the planet. Um, and the fruit flies survived and were recovered uh, via parachute. So that was Could the they very just fly down, right? Yeah, so that was that was the first instance of a uh, of a living thing being shot into space all the way back in 1947. You think about that, and it's like, wow, we've been doing this for a long time. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was a bigger achievement when we sent people into space, let alone the moon. But I mean, in 1947, to take a to take a repossessed Nazi rocket, Nazi V2 rocket. I mean, those were developed way before 1947. And a few of them were even used in the war. Um, they weren't capable of a lot of damage, but they were capable of going across uh, large bodies of water and hitting London. I mean, a few V-2 rockets did inevitably hit London. And I mean, while, yes, they weren't, you know, ever uh, like nukes or anything, they were still capable of flying very far distances and hitting targets with relative you know accuracy. accuracy yeah so the technology then, at the time is almost alien a, i say there's no onboard targeting system either it's <clears throat> it's you have to do the math point it in the right direction and have like the timer and the fuel and everything set just right to yeah it's it's crazy man them nancy's were up to no good and they were i mean had they had had they discovered nuclear Oops. nuclear fission and you know, the capability of putting a fucking nuclear warhead on top of one of those V2s, the war would have went very differently. You know what's crazy? Like like I said, there's that that is a dumb missile that you just fire and hope it goes in the right direction. We have missiles today that you can just fire and they choose their own target. You could just fire it yeah. in the direction of the enemy and they'll identify an enemy combatant or a vehicle. And yeah. They're, crazy. They're just, they're just smart, smart, smart rockets. Um, so yeah, that was the very, uh, first time it ever happened. Um, and then two years later in 1949, um, the first monkey was, uh, shot into space. 
Um, and there was a series of monkeys that went by the name of Albert. There was an Albert one, two, three, and four. <laughs> All of those monkeys died. Um, Albert two successfully made it to space. Um, he went 83 miles and in, into the, uh, into the atmosphere. And then he died upon impact coming back down. Um, Albert, so Albert How terrified. Do you yeah. think that chimp was uh, pretty? Yeah. Yeah. It was like probably fucking, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you and I can't even comprehend. No, it's just, sadly, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Animals get a bad rap, man. They've been, you know, Guinea pigs for everything from cosmetics to being launched off the surface of the planet into the fucking <laughs> unknown. Um, so Albert too successfully made it into space. But when he came back down, he died from impact. Uh, Albert 1, 3, and 4 sadly all died from failed rockets. Just uh, blew up on the way up to yeah, a la the Challenger. Yeah, just just okay, now, died. I have a weird question. Okay. Now, I know they, they this is like rudimentary space travel. Like, you're going to the edge of the atmosphere <laughs> and coming back down. Yeah. But let's say if you shot a monkey into space and it didn't come back, would the body decompose? Because the cabin is pressurized. So, like, you don't get, like, the flash freeze of, like, the space cold. Yeah, I mean, I think it would, it would, but it would take a lot longer. Because um, yeah. I think, I think eventually, I think eventually you would, well, You turn that, that cockpit into a closed ecosystem is what, is what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to decompose because it is in a pressurized cabin. The only way it won it is if there was a, eventually something faulted and, the vacuum uh, yeah. leaked then and blew the fuselage apart and, you know, preserved the monkey. And I'm curious the, if there are any humans in space dead. Because, huh. you know, huh. most, of, most of them die on re-entry or <coughs> on the way up. So I'm curious if anyone is up there that died, didn't come back. I want to say no, but if I, it, I don't know for sure. I think if 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 so, it's probably classified. It's either Soviets or RN. I was going to say, I was gonna say if, if there is, we don't know about it. Um, and probably for that exact reason. Um, so, and then like you said, the Soviets, they, they had their hand in launching things. They actually were very fond of launching um, uh, wild dogs or stray dogs, if you will, because they had a... Uh, <laughs> Because they had a very high tolerance for cold temperatures. Just go uh, out back and whichever one you can catch is yeah, going to space. Yeah. <laughs> this one. You win. You're going in the rocket. Um, sadly, many of their subjects died as well. And everything. Uh, a lot of things have been sent to space all the way. I mean, up until we started manned missions. Um, excuse me. They've sent uh, mice. They've sent squirrels. They've sent all sorts of furry little critters into space in the name of science, and a lot of them never made it. So, did you uh, know there's all the way up through the sixties? So. There's theories that two astronauts had sex in space for science. I forget their names, but it was like the only husband and wife pair to be sent up to space together, huh. and apparently they're like thing had a special compartment that was private from everybody else so everyone thinks that that was they had like a secret mission to go up there and test sex in space i mean it was probably phenomenal or it I was really it. or it was really difficult i mean because yeah. you're kind of floating away from yeah. each other so <laughs> that that zero gravity uh might have been their undoing could you imagine just masturbating in space and watching your shit just see that of see i was gonna there? 
I was gonna go more vulgar. I was gonna go like the cream pie floating around in the oh, cabin. Yeah. See, I wonder <laughs> it would probably be almost impossible. Almost impossible to get pregnant in like in space uh, in a in a zero gravity environment <laughs> just because it would be floating around inside of there, you know. See that'd be it'd be interesting and maybe we we probably won't see it in our lifetime, but to see like the first humans that were conceived and grown and born in space to see how their body differs from well i guarantee whenever that happens we're gonna have artificial gravity figured out probably for extended extended time in space yeah because uh one of the things that kind of happens to astronauts after like they can't spend a whole lot of time up there because uh you do end up getting gravity sickness when you come back. It's just a natural side effect of being and, up uh, there for so mus- long. Muscular dystrophy. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for them to like exercise while they're up there. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Uh, but like you have to think like your intestines inside of your stomach are just floating. Yeah. Like, a lot yeah. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, technically all of your intestines are just floating around inside of you, but gravity is naturally holding them like... In, in, in a general in a general yeah. place but when you're up there i mean they could like load up into your like like rub against your lungs or your you know something i don't know i'm not an anatomy professional Is, but, isn't it weird that our organs aren't attached to like our our muscles yeah it's all very uh perfectly arranged so like yeah. things don't get wires crossed it's, it's weird know, evolution baby yeah sometimes wires do get crossed though yeah, well, yeah. let's end up going to the hospital. So, but uh, so yeah, you know, astronauts come back and gravity is very weird for them, uh, just because they've spent months, you know. Do you think it's perpetually like floating? Like, do you think as you come back down, you gradually start to feel more gravity, or do you think it's like all at once when you get out of the spaceship, you feel gravity? Well, once you pass a certain point, I mean, it's affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once I, I mean, once you get like past a certain point going up. There's no more gravity, and once you pass a certain point coming back down, there's gravity. There's not like a gradual, like, oh, I'm starting to float, or I'm starting to come back down. That's, I'm floating, or I'm not. So, Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> um, I think CERN goes well after this. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say on it. I, You know, you can say whatever you have to say about it, but and so my, my basic understanding is uh, we obviously have addressed uh, in the past the conspiracies surrounding it. Um, you know, everything from being responsible for ending the world back in 2012 and us being put into a parallel universe, and which in case could be a causation or slash explanation for Mandela effects. Um, it could be you know a portal to hell or higher dimensions or lower dimensions <clears throat> or it could just simply be a machine that's trying to figure out how particles work you know <clears throat> which is the the claimed purpose of it so um yeah i don't have much either i just had like some like one thing i thought was cool and it fits we're talking about space is like they use like supercharged magnets to spin you know make the the particles travel on the track accelerate them yeah accelerate them yeah and these magnets are super cooled to 10 times cooler colder than what you would feel if you were just in 
space. That's pretty fucking cold. Isn't that wild that we can produce that kind of temperature on the face of this fucking planet? Oh, well, we've also, I mean, China has officially and successfully built a artificial sun, so to say. They've built a reactor that is capable of getting hotter than the sun. So, yeah. Also, CERN made the World Wide Web. Like, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, not the internet that we know it today, but the World Wide Web, the WWW. Mm-hmm. It was originally for scientists to share information across the globe and yeah they created that um but you know one more thing i found was apparently cern the organization was gifted a statue of shiva she's like an indian god and in the statue is from one of her fables where she does a dance to end the universe Mm -hmm. so she's doing this dance to end the universe and i want to say shiva's like the eight-armed lady yeah yeah Yeah. that's who she is um, if so, you ask, if you ask the right people, like I already said, they think that CERN has already successfully ended one universe, the world. and we're just existing in another one. Apparently, um, and our consciousness has been transferred to this one, and that's why we remember th- certain things differently. Uh, and, and and more specifically, that all happened in 2012, mm-hmm. and you know. I'm not going to do a whole thing on Mandela because that was episode one from the very beginning. We started this whole podcast on the foundations of the Mandela effect, but that is still to this day, one of those unexplainable things that even I have experienced um, myself with very minute things, Um, you know, from fruit of the loom to Bearstein bears and, all the other crazy shit out there. Um, but uh, fundamentally, we're, we're looking at the possibility of, um, you know, breakthroughs in, in, in physics, uh, ultimately, um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where we just kind of have to kind of try and not get too caught up in, like, scary what ifs or you know the unknown people fear the unknown therefore they create conspiracy around it to try and explain it um you know the the machine has been uh down for the last three years since 2018 um going through repairs and upgrades so it you know that that's just another thing that people can and now that it's finally being turned back on um it it's honestly a, a a gambit of of ammunition for people to say oh they're just upgrading it to destroy us faster (laughs) something like that apparently they're like they're recreating the big bang which is crazy but in the mid in the mid 2010s a group of kids were arrested because they did a mock cult execution in the cern courtyard in front of that shiva statue where they like sacrifice someone to shiva and that that caused a lot of people to freak out and assume that it was like the certain scientists actually sacrificing someone demonic for... and, and, and maybe some regard and then right next to this statue you have the CERN sign which is the the logo people say there's three sixes in the logo which is you know the mark of the beast i looked at it before the podcast on just google images you can type cern logo and it comes right up it's not hidden it's a, you know very accessible thing um and they're, i mean they're not wrong just based on the the way the logo is designed you can choose to say there's a bunch of sixes there 
Or if you're a more, you know, level-headed individual like myself, there's a bunch of nines. You know, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. Um, or they're just stupid circles with sticks coming out of them and have uh, ultimately no meaning whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> That's you know, crazy. It's just, uh, you know, some dude designed it and said, oh, here's your logo for CERN. Um, so, yeah. I CERN is one of those infinitely interesting topics, and I wish I had the attention span to really dive in to really absorb it but i tried that today and i tried there's too much science there that i just see that was that was my problem when i was trying to because everyone everywhere i looked people wanted to spend so much time on explaining on what cern is and what they're doing and what they're finding out which is interesting but it goes way over my head i'm not like yeah i'm not a a a physicist physicist. Yeah. yeah yeah i just want to hear about the conspiracy theories us corn us corn feeders are you know i mean is it easy to just take something that you don't understand like a particle accelerator and <laughs> and warp it into this really interesting intricate conspiracy doomsday device that altered our reality and made us all remember things from a previous universe that our consciousness shifted from absolutely <laughs> when you explain it like that i am all there all I'm, about it i am 100 percent in that because, sounds more factual than what because, they're actually doing. Yeah, right, because <laughs> that is infinitely interesting to think about and try to comprehend that and the fact that people have enough creative thought processes to even it's the dmt in our brains come up with that is still all on its own rather impressive because it's not just a crackpot theory i mean it's actually based in science based in science really well thought out and ultimately interesting and that's what we crave right we we crave stimulation that is a stimulating topic that i could sit here and spend the rest of the podcast discussing but we have other affairs to address um so you know i could do a i could do mandela effect over and over again every week because there's always something new to talk about other people have other experiences you know you get like a new mandela effect drop every once in a while i mean the whole sphinx thing here recently was like really wild for me because i'm like oh no someone's either photoshopping or this shit's going down um because Every reference I've ever seen of the Sphinx, eyes are open, and now we're seeing images of eyes closed. But, I mean, people have such a steady hand in computer editing now, it's really hard to say what is and isn't real. I mean, look at deep fakes. I want to say the eyes just got worn away by the sand. Yeah, erosion. Erosion. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, you look at deep fakes, man, and... I mean, oh, some, I've there, looked at some deep fakes. There's buddy. some there's some deep fakes out there that are really poorly done, and you can laugh at. But there's other ones out there that you have to do a double take on, and you're like, "Wait, what? Is that really Tom Cruise? No, it's it's deep fake Tom." No, Tom Cruise having sex with that fish was not a deep fake. Oh, that was that was real life. I'm sorry to say that I will not be discussing contributing to the box office records of top gun maverick <laughs> um, I mean, i've heard great things i, I want to see it i'm gonna i'm gonna pirate it <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it uh, fuck hollywood yeah no i really so. like miles teller anything he's in i really like and it just seems like a fun movie well and i think that's the reason why it's getting 
really great reviews is because it's just good old fashioned fun at the movies experience. It's not, it's not like, it's not something that you have to take super seriously. It's just good old fashioned action packed fun. And like movies, these movies these days have, have like gotten either they're either super serious and really dark and like too too identifiable or dry void of humor or it's another trashy dc movie or another redundant marvel movie i mean yeah i want the hangover four yeah that's what i want yeah where's that who does who's who's in charge of that the universal if you're listening yeah at zach galifianakis come and get us we'll be in your movie yeah we'll we'll kidnap doug and we'll do it all over again we'll do a podcast we'll do a podcast while we kidnap doug and we'll put doug on the podcast and force him to talk but i like it yeah so good times you know movies hopefully get better less stale everyone's too worried about writing i haven't seen a new movie in so long no, the last movie I saw in theaters, and you're gonna laugh, was Endgame. Me too, I think. So I'm a pretty Mar- sure. Which ironically, was a Marvel movie, but I'm yes. pretty sure that was Endgame Part Two. Yeah, yeah. Was the last thing I well, saw. Endgame was Part Two. Oh, was it? Was it Infinity War and Endgame? Is that what it is? Infinity War was Part One, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Part Two was Endgame. Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Oh my God! When I saw the TikTok of a dude who coughs out all this dust, and they were like. The meme basically is when a pregnant woman, um, it, I think stated like a pregnant woman after Thanos' snap and then this dude just coughs out like this dust. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's like, it's really bad. Have you seen the Family Guy bit about that? Uh-uh. <clears throat> they're sitting at the clam and Peter's like, well, Thanos got all the stones. And they're like, what does that mean for us? And then Joe and Cleveland start fading away. And Cleveland goes, oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. He jogged my memory. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I, uh, I was flipping through all my ways. Re- really, really old liked TikToks today. Because I like to do that sometimes. Because, you know, you, you start getting into the thousands of liked videos. It's really hard to go back to, like, look at your old ones. You have to sit there and scroll forever. Amount. I wish they had like a sorting feature on your favorites or even your liked videos. Like do, you know, newest to oldest or oldest to newest. At least you could flip the library and go a different direction versus having really, to sit there really and nice. scroll. Um, <clears throat> I've tried advocating for that. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. I'm oh, not I have a, a, I have I'm a bone not... to pick with TikTok. Oh, do you? Yeah. I was eligible for the for the creator fund. After my my last video blew up, and they waited, they waited the entire thirty days to. They still haven't like like I had all the check marks except for my age. It said I was too young, and then it it's taken them five weeks now to verify my age. So now, like my I don't have like my video views are falling off and everything because it was it's in the thirty day period. Yeah. So, they, so they looked at me and they said no, you're not really big enough. You just had one good video. So we're just going to wait until this passes and then you can try again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fluke that you actually got through to people. Exactly. 
<clears throat> I actually saw one of your old videos in my old favorites today. It was the one where you uh, did a pro tip on long hair. Yeah, uh, my probably one of my favorites. I reposted the other day. It's the, it's the what the fuck is up? My shit is on, or shut the fuck up, my shit's on. The edit Robbie made. Oh yeah, where, and you drive off a cliff. Uh huh. Yeah, you do really... the Scooby Dooby Doo. Uh-huh. Where are you? <laughs> and then you just proceed to drive off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was fun. Yeah, it was a really good one. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's good shit. Uh, my TikTok is I can't let you go poop. If you're if you want to follow me, that's an um, official plug by the way. Plug. Okay, Nick. So you spent you spent your week in space. Right? I did. Obviously, I, we we got high this week. That's what we did. I spent my week welded into a metal coffin, strapped to a bulldozer with my buddy Marvin. Am I gonna jump the gun by asking if he died inside of the dozer? You are, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the question. Yes, yes, he yes, did. he did. That is how it is. A giant metal coffin. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about this because June fourth is Kill Dozer Day. We would have talked about it last week, but I was deathly, deathly ill, uh, so we didn't record. But anyways, is Kill Dozer Marvin Hemeyer right? So I'm going to refer to him as Marv for the whole time. Uh, Marv, Marv. His, his story from what I could discover starts when he gets out of the army. Maybe it's the air force. Uh, he was in the air force and he's stationed in Colorado and that's where he learned to weld. Right. So after he got out of the force, he decided, you know, I like it here because Marv was really big into snowmobiling. So he, he, you know, what? I'll be honest with you. I cannot even remember this town's name. That is really funny. I didn't write that down anywhere. Uh, so he moved to the town where it happened. So I'll have to look it up and get it. Um, and he goes to one of these FDIC auctions, which is uh, foreclosed properties where the government or the state, you know, takes the property and then sells it after it's been foreclosed on. So he goes to one of those in this town where he wants to live and he snags his two acre property for $40,000. And uh, during the process, the bidding process, there's only one other person bidded. And how it was laid out was Marv was in the back of the auction house. And this guy was in the front of the auction house. And Marv said when he started bidding, the dude stood up on his chair and was turning around trying to figure out who the hell was bidding against him. Uh, and this man's name is Cody Dotry. And I heard a couple of different pronunciations. Um, so Marv gets the property. And after... He, the auction, Cody comes up and is getting in his face and yelling at him, apparently, and saying like that he was supposed to get this property and Marv really fucked it up and this and that. And uh, Marv's like, my bad, man. And I, I want to, I listened to all two hours, two and a half hours of Marv's manifesto tapes that he released. And uh, he kept saying like, if you wanted the property, you should have brought enough money. Like Mar- Marv said that he was going to tap out at 50,000. That was as much as he had. So if Cody would have had more than that, he would have got the property. Um, and Cody really wasn't happy about it. So things kind of shut out for a little bit. Marv started his muffler shop and this was his second successful muffler shop that he started. He did a muffler repair shop and a welding shop. And uh, he had this group of guys that he would go snowmobiling with every Thursday they were called like it was like the Thursday Club or some shit like that, and Marv custom fabricated bumpers for all these guys for their snowmobiles, so apparently they could like take down small trees and shit no problem with these thirty s 
full carbon steel bumpers, which I thought was pretty badass. Granby, uh, Colorado. Granby, thank you, thank you. Yes, we should know that. Uh, <clears throat> so then, after you know things are going, uh, the we got whistles. We do. Sorry, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I just called it out. That's all. Marv is told by the city that he has to connect to the sewer. Like, and I mean, that's reasonable, right? That's something that's you would expect uh, with, you know, being in city limits and all that. Yeah. So, but uh, the nearest hookup was over 800 feet away and it was going to cost him $80,000 to get the hookup done, Mm. which is double what he paid for the property. Yeah. So he's like, well, I have a septic tank and I have water. You know, he's like, boy, so he's fighting it. Uh, and then during this process, Cody Dotry buys the property across the street from him. And Marv finds out that he's going to build a concrete plant there. And he's upset about it because it's going to affect his business. And it's like, he says that it was upwind of the town. So all that dust and shit would be carried all through the town. So Marv and a bunch of residents of the town got together and they protested against this concrete plant, right? And uh, the problem was, like, there's a lot of sketchy shit going on with the concrete plant. Like, they had, like, it was, like, basically the city council was pre-approving things. And they, uh, they, they, the plans were drawn up and approved before they had the last city council meeting on approving the uh, concrete plant. And they, like, they did this thing called spot zoning, where they, like, rezoned just those acres across the street that the concrete plan was going to sit on to make it to where it could be there. So Marv ended up suing the city because he's like, you know, this is fucked up. There's some shady shit going on. He described it as like a good old boys club. And he says that because Cody Dotrieve was really close with his family called the Thompsons. And everyone claims that the Thompsons kind of run Granby. They're like the old money, you know, how in some small towns you have that, the one family that owns everything. The Thompsons were on the city council. They were on the zoning board. They were on the sewage board. So Marv had a big problem with them because they were the ones stopping him at every turn, demanding he hook up to the sewer, not letting him. Um, So finally, when they get to the point where they're about to shut him down for the sewer stuff, and uh, but now he has to go through Cody Dotru's property he needs to get an easement to hook up the sewer. The sewer line's on his property, so he would need his permission to hook up, and he has to pay for it all. So it's even harder now because they don't like each other. He's not getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So during uh, – here's the one part where, like – so at this point, Marv's starting to feel like the town's out to get him. You know, they're ruining his business. They're robbing him of money. They're making him shutter his doors. And this and that. So uh, he's like pushed past the breaking point at this because they're making him, they're trying to make him do this stuff and not letting him. And like he's tries to get like the cost cut on the hookup and this and that and nothing, nothing's working out for him. So I think like at this point is where he goes off, off the rails. And then when his lawsuit fails and he tries to escalate to a higher court, Cody comes and offers to buy the property from him for. $300,000, which is what it was appraised for. And Marv is like, no, thanks. 
And then he's like, and then Cody offers four four hundred thousand, and Marv's like, yeah. And he's like, well, no, I want a million dollars. And Cody's like, yeah, you can fuck right off, which is uh, understandable. And this is like, that's like the one part where I don't agree with Marv, but I can kind of put myself in the headspace where like in his head, it's already over. The plan's in motion. Wheels are turning. Your money's not going to do shit now. You already ruined his life. He talked a lot about how he felt like he deserved this. He's like, you robbed me of the life I deserve that the money the three he the number he got was three hundred thousand dollars is what he would have lost in this this like time frame is the money he lost and he kept saying that i deserve this he's taking what i deserve the life i deserve this and that you know what i mean um, so finally uh marvin's up selling his property to these like this local trash company and part of the lease is he just wants to rent out one building on the property so he can keep working on his projects. And they let him, right? So yeah. Marv goes and buys this. He goes down to Florida and buys this bulldozer at auction. And it's like he he brings it home and tries to sell it. He makes a profit, like to make a profit off it. Yeah. So he set that dozer at the end of his driveway with a for sale sign on it, staring directly at Cody Dotrieve's concrete plant. It sat there for a year and no one bought it. <laughs> so then Marv is a man of God and he he took a lot of things as like signs. He's like, you know, if if I'm if I'm not supposed to do this, I'll get caught. Like what these like he sees these things falling into place for him and he's like, Well, God wants me to do this. This is why I never had a wife and kids. I was made for this job. This is why I've had such a fruitful life up to this point. I got to enjoy my success and now I have to do my job for the Lord. Oh man. Yeah, he said that uh he was sitting out in his hot tub one night and it all came to him. It and came he to him. he weeped for hours and hours when he when he figured it out. Um the voices really, have taken over. Yeah. There's a really good documentary called Tread where they speak to everybody who's still alive. Uh of like that that's happened to. So then he he starts building the dozer. And the dozer, like, it was, like, 10 times heavier than what it originally was. Oh, shit. The armor was two feet thick in some spots. Because what he did was he sandwiched concrete in between steel plates. And he surrounded the entirety of the cab. And basically, like, he built this whole armor section, loaded onto the, onto the dozer, and, like, welded himself into it. So I need to backtrack because I forgot one thing. He almost got caught. He, because the people who were, he, who he sold the property to wanted to come look at the building and just, you know, you appraise it or whatever you do when you buy a new property. So what he did was he just put a tarp over the dozer and like cleaned up all of his stuff and kind of hid it. He like, he put a tarp over the dozer and hid all of his equipment behind a false wall that he put up in the shop. And the only evidence that was out was this massive crane that he had in the shop still. And they asked him about it when they came through and he made up some story about how he was working with a professor from MIT to make a new cooling system for these uh, bobcats and stuff. And the crane was to lower the giant compressor onto the back of the bobcat for this. 
And they just bought it. And Marv is like so proud of himself. He's like, I can't believe those fucking idiots bought it. I came up with that off the top of my head and just talked out my ass and they fucking believe me. So I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, the, the Killdozer itself, it had this steel and concrete surrounding everything. It had six cameras on the outside that fed to three monitors on the inside of the dozer. And that's how he saw and was able to control it. Uh, All the cameras had three inches of bulletproof glass on the lenses. And he installed an air compressor system to blow off any debris away from the cameras. Holy shit, this man was a mad scientist. And it gets even better. He installed four gun ports in in, in the side. So each side had a gun port that was just big enough for the barrel of that respective rifle to fit through. Wow. He had a 55... Yeah, sorry, a 50 cal rifle was one of the one of the ones that he had. Well, on 55 or 50, a 22, and then some other assorted stuff. And then he also had a shotgun and two handguns inside the cab with him. So he was also like he took it as a sign that he had a half inch of clearance on all three sides, getting this thing into the garage. So he's like, it's a sign. If it wasn't supposed to fit, it wouldn't have fit. If I wasn't supposed to do this. It wouldn't have fit. That's a good justification, isn't it? So he gets it, he like gets it done and he even takes a winter off like halfway through. He takes the winter off and goes to Alaska and snowmobiles all winter because it's his last, it's his last chance to go. Um, So he comes back and he finishes it up, seals himself in and busts out of the front door of the shop. It makes a beeline straight for Cody Dotrieves concrete Concrete plant. plant. Yep. And, uh, he, oh, uh, sorry, one more thing. The people that bought his property, they had the sewer hooked up within 48 hours. Like, that's like, they yeah. Like just, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, he went straight from the concrete plant and he started knocking out walls and destroying everything he could. And then uh, the people there go get Cody, who's on site, and he instantly knows it's Marv. And he, one of the guys, hands Cody their revolver and Cody's dump six shots into it doesn't do shit of course you know what i mean yeah right not a damn thing uh these guys try to put large rocks and steel pipes into the treads to kind of knock it off tread you know doesn't yeah. work just eats them right up like this thing was so heavy it could not go more than five miles an hour <laughs> like it was like it was slow and it was like it was dangerous it was so heavy and so fortified so then cody goes and gets his front end loader and tries to hit mar from the side and lift him up and tip him. And Nick, you and I both know what happens if you try to lift something up that's way heavier than what you are. Yep. His yep. his his back Fish. tires just kept yeah. coming up off the ground. He started levitating. Yeah. Um. And then finally, he decided just to like try to ram it, and he rammed Marv so hard that he knocked himself out. Like he hit his head on the front windshield of the cab and knocked himself out cold. Damn. So his guys drug him out of there and they just had to let it go. And then by this time, the police showed up and they didn't know what to fucking do. So they started shooting at it as they normally do when they're confused and or scared. Oh my God. (laughs) Taser, taser, taser. Uh, Marv started shooting back, but he couldn't really hit anything. Yeah. Um, So then he methodically goes through the town and he takes out the uh the all the thompson's businesses he takes out so he takes out the electric that's like the electric supplier and then he goes to city hall 
and methodically takes out City Hall. And uh, wow. and this is another where I have more problem with Marv. Like I know he's not a great guy. I really really love the spirit, but the town hall, the library was attached to the town hall, and uh, there were a bunch of kids in there for a reading, and they only made it out by with minutes to spare before Marv came treading through. So while yes, Marv didn't kill anybody, I don't think that that was on purpose. I think it was kind of a whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? No, he clearly wasn't <clears throat> in the uh, right state of mind for rational yeah. thought. So, um, And then also one of the Thompson's got boys had died. So he went to his widow's house and, you know, the police just got her out in the nick of time too. And he destroyed her house. Uh, then he headed over to a propane place like a propane manufacturing and storage place so they had all these giant industrial propane tanks on the property full of shit and uh marv tries shooting at them with his 50 cal with incendiary rounds and, it, and apparently they were saying that if he would have hit that you know everything in like a quarter mile would have been leveled like by the yeah. blast of this there was an old folks home nearby but lucky for them marv's bucket was damaged during all the rampaging so the 50 cal was just, he was shooting his own bucket is what, you know what I mean? He couldn't get a shot out onto that, which honestly didn't make any sense to me because I can get like, let's say the 50 cal is in the front and it's hitting the bucket, right? Couldn't he turn and use one of the other rifles or whatever to like. Uh, he but, just may not have had the right angle. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, a police officer climbed on top to, cause they think there's going to be a hatch. You know what I mean? But, yeah. And then there was not one. So he dumped his sidearm. There was like an air conditioning, like compressor intake thing on top. Yeah. There's an AC inside to keep Marv cool. So he mag dumped into that thing, hoping something would get through. Didn't do shit. And then he uh, dropped a flashbang down in there. Again, didn't do shit. So he just kind of rode along for as long as he could. You know, just like, hey, we're going this way. Hey, we're going that way until Marv hit the next, the next building and he had to get off because of debris. Uh, <clears throat> really just crazy shit. They had, uh, so at one point, a local construction company brought out two scrapers. And these are like giant earth movers. They were like, I think like three times as long as Marv's killdozer. And they were even set up. They were set up at the top of a hill to try to block Marv in, right? So the scraper had all four points of contact on flat, even ground. And Marv was working uphill. And he just moved this giant earth mover out of the way with no issue at all. It's fucking, it's crazy. Well, that's what, uh, you know, 10 times the weight of the original (laughs) dozer will do for you. But at this point, there's a lot of damage to the dozer. The AC was damaged, so you know it's getting hot in there. And uh, Marv goes to the last building, which is one of the Thompson shops. And he, like, he doesn't know there's a basement in the building. So his thing's damaged, and he's barely making it through. And he decides to just, like, drive into the building. Because before he was, like scraping like the side of the building out with his bucket methodically yeah ripping not them down. just driving into them right and he and he did just drive into that one because that's all he could do at that point half the tread stuck into the basement and he was effectively stuck and then uh the police surround it and they hear a single gunshot and they like they assume that 
you know, what happened. Uh, they tried to get in with explosives three times and couldn't do it. So they had wow. to get like laser cutters and cut the thing apart. Uh, during the rampage, apparently the governor was called and he thought about, he had two options on the table. One of them was an Apache helicopter with a Hellfire missile. And the other one was a two-man squad with a javelin. And they decided that they didn't want to fire any missiles on American soil. So they didn't go that route. Um, and then after this happened, they treated the Killdozer like a like what I imagined you would treat a possessed car. So like yeah. they they after they the investigation was done, they chopped it up into 18 pieces and sent it to 18 different scrapyards. So nobody could like find it and get any memorabilia of it but uh i just think this is a story of a man pushed to a man with mental illness pushed too far like obviously it was wrong and he could have killed people but like it's the little guy fighting back it says fuck you and your fucking good old boy government suck my dick well it sounds like he was just a guy who Ended up being pushed past his limitations of what he could mentally handle and ultimately, I think, had a mental breakdown and obviously started to form a, I guess, a, uh, a premeditative notion that this is the will of some other entity and not just myself, but this is God telling me that I need to do this. It's, also, my, it's my time. So. Yes, exactly. I missed one thing, the two things. Uh, the judge that ruled on the concrete plant being there, like he ruled that it was going to stand, going to stand. He, he, the concrete plant was going to be in the township he lived in originally. And that judge went to his town hall meetings and did everything in his power to make sure that concrete plant would not be there. And then when the, when the people of Granby had the same complaints that he did he said nah fuck you it's going here so i think that's especially fucked up and the sad part a sad thing i forgot is marv thought everybody hated him he was like you don't want me here and this and that which i understand he felt that way like why he felt that way if all these things were happening to him but apparently the like the people of granby the people he served with his shop and the people that knew him had nothing but nice things to say about him and yeah. think, you know what i mean so yeah clearly <laughs> clearly he had a a misconception of of how to deal with people on a social level uh-huh. um but you know I, I yeah i mean this is a i guess this is an instance where like even though someone could have gotten seriously hurt or killed um ultimately didn't but <sighs> i guess it's like one of those takeaways where like this this is what happens when you take because he sounded like a relatively good guy before all of this yeah that's what i he sounded like a you know a normal hometown you know business owner small small business there was only owner who who only wanted to just you know do good for himself um ultimately i guess you know based on everything i just heard he didn't really have a family to provide for so he you know obviously enjoyed running the business and being a business owner to be part of the community and not just uh put food on the table now obviously you know cash rules everything around us at least Mm -hmm. that's what wu-tang clan taught me 
Um, he did have a girlfriend, and she had nothing but nice things to say about him, too. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like, you know, your average, everyday Joe Schmo, who, you know, isn't terrible, you know, terribly off, and um, had some money, and, you know, bought some property, started some legitimate businesses, and wanted to make legitimate changes to his property, uh, perfectly normal, you know, changes, things such like sewage, you know, that's, you know, that's something pretty reasonable, but because of a vendetta that someone else held against him made it nearly impossible for him to achieve any of those things. Uh, so the catalyst for all of this could really be drawn back to this Cody guy. I, I agree. I'm anti I'm a Marvin apologist, a Marvin sympathizer, anti-Cody dude. Yeah, I mean, this Cody guy sounds like a complete and utter cunt. I mean, if if the way the story is read is the way the story went, um, if nothing's been muddled with, then yeah, I would say this guy is a, you know, an example of an individual who used... His connections um, in the city council. Yeah, used corrupt uh, exactly. city officials to, um, you know, get his way, so to say. Uh, and ultimately push this guy past his breaking point. So, you know, the, the, our society's uh, flaws are a two-way street. Uh, while we can point the blame, point the finger at mental illness all day, this guy was probably not a real threat to anyone before all of this transpired. Uh, he was ultimately pushed to, uh, you know, being, this, yeah. being like this. Um, now one could make the argument that if a man who was of rational mind and emotion would have simply just, you know, when they got to the point where he did, where he decided this was God's way of telling him to go, you know, destroy the town, um, they probably would have just taken the offer that was on the table, swallowed their pride and left town left. Yep. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Because that, ultimate, ultimately, he had nothing really keeping him here except for his business and maybe his, a potential girlfriend. His pride and his feelings of being revoked what he felt he deserved. Yeah. He he does you know and and admittedly he wanted very reasonable things like I already said. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But there again, you know, you made an enemy through means of you know a competitive auction and. It involving property, which equals revenue. Um, obviously, this this Cody guy was one of those good old boys who didn't take kindly to, you know, he's a really sore loser because you know he he approached him afterwards, uh, complaining about how he wanted that property. You know what's even funnier? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was the one that like lost the property it was his property that got foreclosed on and it was one of those oh i'll just buy it back with the new llc right and for and a discounted some, price someone came in and overbid him yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's uh that's how the cookie crumbles man you take it should have brought a, more money that's a gamble you know yeah. that's uh that's not a guaranteed thing you know someone really might come in and outbid you on your own scheme which probably was a scheme to begin with. Yeah, so, it seems that way to me. Uh, if you're if you're capable of paying off city officials to get your way in other areas, you're more than likely trying to commit some form of fraud with, you know, letting your shit, you know, foreclose and go to auction and then trying to buy it back for cheaper on your own. Exactly. So yeah. 
I, it's it's a crazy story and yeah, it's uh, a, it's honestly a really interesting story and uh and while there's a case that it's domestic terrorism no i'm kidding but like or whatever like it's it's a really good story of the little guy fighting back against bigger small government bigger small oppressing forces you know what i mean like, yeah yeah i mean i i'm really happy that it had somewhat of a happy ending where whereas and he was ultimately the only casualty but no one else yeah due, due to his you know by his own hand um and ultimately he probably would have only faced um you know some jail time coming out the other end of that so yeah from the tapes it sounded like he knew he wasn't getting out of there you know what I mean? And that was really Well he sealed himself in, right? I mean yeah, he couldn't yeah. get he couldn't get out of there. Yeah, where are you going? If um, if he wanted to. And if they would have used explosives, they would have killed him to get him out. And maybe this is because of I'm a pod, avid podcast listener, but the audio medium is such a personal medium. Like when I listen to a you feel like you're with the person, like part of the conversation, you know what I mean? Sure. So it was really weird i feel like i really got to know this man by listening to him talk for that long about because like i listened to a couple of podcasts and stuff that gave the whole overview of the story and then i listened to marv's tapes to get his side of it and then i listened to some more just overview stuff and it it lined up a lot like it like it, it didn't seem like his tapes were like a some yarn spun version of events right the other things I, it was just weird i feel like i know the man very well and i just have a weird connection to him now well, I'm, in I mean, <laughs> I'm in love with him <laughs> i love him mother. <laughs> i can fix him <laughs> you know I, I mean that 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 all makes you know perfectly good sense i mean that's kind of what you know manifestation and or you know manifestos are all about is uh putting your ideology and your thought process into a formula and then broadcasting it to other people in a way in which they can identify with sympathize and ultimately uh favor your side or your views of things um indoctrination is another you know key example of such an activity i'm not saying you're indoctrinated by this I man i'm but, looking at bulldozers on <laughs> yeah but you know ultimately he what he set out to do by recording this information he ultimately has at least in regards to you achieved and that was to bring notice clarity and hopefully i would you know, assume truth, at least his truth, uh, whether or not his truth is a hundred percent factual is, I guess, up for debate, but if it lines up with what's, you know, already there versus his telling of it, then, you know, you have to kind of pick away at your brain and, you know, I can see where it would be easy to want to sympathize and apologize, uh, you know, for for his actions i mean i I get it the the narrative makes sense you know uh, a a man who was pushed past his limits um you know and it didn't come in the form of like a mass shooting or a giant exodus or you know it was just this really dramatic like i imagine like this really dramatic like almost like toddler-esque rampage through a town yeah except except it's with a you know 
God knows how heavy retrofitted customized bulldozer of doom. And Apparently, Grant, like it was and, a and, and he really did have like oh, it was totally it's totally an over the top dramatic like it's a movie moment. People were following it around town, watching it from the hills around yeah, town. I would like, too. I'd just sit there in awe. Like it's like he wasn't specifically out to get anyone but this Cody guy. And like, the Thompsons. He, but he he targeted all their properties. He targeted City Hall because of their you know, corrupt official, official, I'm dying. God bless. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like he was trying to kill innocent people. The whole library thing is, yeah, it could have been really tragic, but it wasn't like that's what he was setting out to do. He wasn't trying to go out and kill a bunch of kids, anyone yeah. or children for that matter. Um, Whereas today you have people who explicitly are just going to do that. That's what they want to do. Literally, that's the goal. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's a really interesting story, and like it's just it's crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just you telling what you've learned on it has, you know, I guess you could say that like indoctrination now lives on through me, and now it could live on through someone else potentially. I mean, literally, the man his 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 um i guess his legacy if you want to call it that is um now literally carved into history and therefore uh-huh. can, and can live on so technically he is immortal you know he's, yeah because yeah. this happened in what he transcended oh, the issues this, this happened in 04 and yep. here we are nearly 20 years later 18 years later and two dudes on a podcaster talking about it so yeah yeah fucking Bonkers. And and ultimately are broadcasting it to like seven people who listen regularly. So hey, we're up to eighteen followers on Spotify. Thanks to Crispy, we broke our dry spell at seventeen. I didn't even know we were up there. So yeah, to us. I'll hey. uh, I'll pop the champagne cork when we hit a hundred ten years from now. That's um, really funny. <laughs> that's if we're still alive in ten years. I would like to hope the world ends slow enough for us to record to get one last podcast episode out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't try and um, live in future. I try to stay grounded in the present. I'll worry about tomorrow's issues when I'm there. Um, A future me problem. And you have to always assume that there's this uh, chance that you're not going to be there to handle it. So therefore, you have to make sure you've done all of the necessary adult things to ensure people that you leave behind are taken care of, which is where things like life insurance and shit come in. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that's just something that's a whole completely different podcast, but that's so funny. So yeah, you know, Marv, he, he went into that, uh, he went into that bulldozer knowing that he wasn't coming out of it. He did. Yeah. So. Did, uh, yeah, man, it's wild. They were ready for him to come out guns blazing after, like after it stopped. You know. I guess the only thing I can say is that he did have lethal intentions by having those guns set up, but he and may, shooting at the propane tanks. But, but he may have, and that would have that was highly lethal intentions. See, look, it was God, Nick. God's like, you need to do this. He's like, hey, but don't kill him. No, don't kill him. He just <laughs> level the city with a <laughs> propane plant. Um. So yeah, the, I mean, obviously there were lethal intentions there, and people got lucky that he couldn't carry them out. 
that's m- maybe my only like kind of like big takeaway from that is yeah that's yeah had had he successfully shot those propane tanks i mean people would have died we'd He's, be having a different conversation definitely yeah but, but he did you know, it. <laughs> his legacy gets to uh stand on no blood except that of his own buildings and his own the blood of the the tyrannical government um yeah you want to i don't know i don't know what our time's at you want to do just one asshole i don't know what our time's at either but we're probably narrowing in on an hour and a half i would imagine uh, yeah i set my timer late and my timer's at 114 yeah we're so. definitely probably 15 minutes past that yeah okay she's so just want to do one and yeah this sure. one's interesting uh, and I think there's two conversations we can have about this. And I want your take oh, on both of them. Okay. My favorite. One's unrelated. Uh, am I the asshole for calling the police on a family at the beach? My family went to the beach yesterday and there was a large family or multiple families, maybe 15 feet away from us. There was a baby girl with them who looked somewhere around 18 to 20 months old. And they had her on a leash and the leash was tied to a, their tent. And by tent, I assume she means like an easy up, like a pop up canopy thing. Yeah. But uh, um, there were dogs at the beach, and they were treated better than that baby. She had toys and snacks, but that treatment is still inhumane. I started to talk to them and asked why the baby was on a leash. They said she likes to chase dogs, birds, and squirrels, so the leash made sure she stayed near them. I offered to watch her so she could go off her leash for a little bit, but they insisted that she was fine. The dad started to get angry, so I left, but I couldn't get over the fact they tied the baby to the tent so they wouldn't have to watch her and make sure she doesn't run off. So I called the police on them for abusing the baby. The police came, but they didn't do anything. They assumed it was me that called, and the dad yelled at me for ruining their vacation and putting them at risk. They're not white, so they assume any action or any interaction with the police is automatically dangerous. My husband found out that I called the police, and he said I was overreacting, that I acted like a bitch by calling the police on them. Am I the asshole for calling the police on them for tying the baby to the tent? I gotta say, yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah, because like, well, maybe I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't probably wouldn't tie Lizzie to the tent, but like, I what I what I what I picture in my head is is not the baby's tied up to the tent and everyone's playing in the water, and the baby's by herself. I imagine they're all around there, fucking playing cornhole and sunbathing and just hanging out on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this kind of comes full circle from earlier, which is mind your own fucking business. Leave people alone, yeah. Um, If you see something, say something, obviously. If it's abuse, like truly abusive, like they're over there and they have this girl tied up with like one foot of slack and She's like dehydrated with like no food or water. Sitting in the sun. Sitting in the sun, <laughs> baking with no sunscreen, yeah. and the parents are nowhere to be found. They're out and in then, the water. And then they around. and then they like walk up to the you know child and like slap them across the face and to wake sand. them up. Kick sand, and kick in, their sand in their face, and they're like, "Wake up, you little piece of shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead, call, make the call, man. That's that's fucked up. Like I know you know. It is exhausting to have to chase a toddler around. They are always trying to kill themselves. Well, yeah, that's just what you just said right there. They are constantly, ignorantly, and unknowingly putting themselves in harm's way. And it is our job to like make sure that it doesn't go there. Like Arthur has ran out, ran off into the road like twice 
That's terrifying, isn't and it? I and I freaked the fuck out so hard on him. He has never done it to me again. But yeah, they just get spirited and curious, and sometimes the world. they like to just fucking bolt. And you're like, hey, no, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta stay here where you're safe. Um. So yeah, if you're on a crowded beach and your child's prone to going off and just randomly chasing kit like what 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 that that would that stranger prefer that we're dealing with a amber alert or a kid getting bit by someone's dog or yeah them? or just some other senseless avoidable fucking incident versus them being properly contained with so, enough slack and snacks and you know supervision like that's basically like putting a kid in a playpen she she says the dad started getting angry, so I left. Like he's in like un, unreasonable. Why the fuck would you walk up to a stranger and offer to watch their kid? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Well, so in that kind of in my mind, that like that's a red flag for me. Right. Like, like a complete stranger's just like, you know, your kid looks really bored. Why don't you guys go off and have some fun. I'll stay here and watch him for you. Like, exactly. excuse the fuck out of me. Get the fuck away from me and my child now. Immediately. Yeah. Like, like, okay, Petto. I'm gonna need exactly. you to fuck off now. Like, you really, are you really, uh, this person had to be, I'm, I'm sorry to say this person had to be a Democrat. They just had to That's be. That's so funny. I mean, there's no other, ex- a Republican wouldn't do that. They would mind. They the would just black, talk shit and mind their the, the people. The people of color that claim to, you know, claim that they were going to have a problem with the police probably were more conservative than liberal. So that's what I wanted to talk about. What do you What do you think <laughs> about that? Because me, like, I'm kind of of the mind. Like, if something's happening, it doesn't matter who they are. You need to call. If you need to call the police. Fucking call the police, no matter who you're calling them on. But I'm also of the mindset of you don't need to call the police for everything, and it and it doesn't like. Because I, I think it can be an inherently danger, inter, dangerous interaction for not only, I mean, yes, more especially people of color, but even white people. You get an asshole cop who's having a bad day and he wants to take it out on someone. And they can literally, they can turn that small infraction into something big for anybody. Well, and this is where white wokeism is what I'm going to call this, is just a blight on this planet. And a person who thinks they're trying to do something helpful and communal and you know positive ends up just doing something that's completely opposite and is lathed almost with heinous and somewhat stereotypical like tendencies um like what did did you call the police because they were black and they had a kid on the leash is that is the that, problem here you know, exactly yeah like you know did you not like trust the fact like it doesn't matter what you were thinking because you weren't you called the fucking cops for a situation that didn't involve you um and and quite and quite frankly i'm under the belief that a completely docile non-violent situation had police did get involved with that family ultimately could have ended up you know Escalate. You, you get the you get the wrong cop on the scene. They they can make they can shit, ruin your life. They, they, <laughs> they can make shit go south real quick for very 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 little reason. And, and, um, and but like and in, especially in if you're dealing with a good old boy cop, you're fucked. Especially if you're black. And like and but like it's so easy in my head because let, let's talk about me. Like if if I'm the dad, I'm already pissed off. 
that this fucking lady came yeah. and, and did this interaction. Yeah. And the police show up. I'm already at a elevated anger. Yeah. So that's so easy to even escalate that even more. Like, it's like, oh, what the fuck? What, what is this bullshit now? Why the fuck is this happening? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> crazy. I'm, yeah. yeah I, I figured you'd like that one because it's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can sit here and I can dissect the whole thing uh, for forever, really, and just continue <laughs> so, to. There's to... a lot to unpack. And continue to just break down why this individual is a flawed human being. And the fact that they even put it on Reddit says everything I need to know. This reminds me of the lady that went viral on Facebook for calling the police and the black people using the barbecue at the park. At the park, yeah. The lady with the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, that's what it reminds yeah. me of. I mean, there's Karens everywhere, man. You got to look out for them. They're, they're stealthy sometimes, too. They don't show their true colors unless... Uh, you know, you get up close and personal with them, but some of them are, are willing to apparently just barge in and, you know, start questioning you about your parenting and offer to watch your child for you so that they're not on a leash because you're uncomfortable with it. Um, well, it's not like, once again, it's not your kid, not your family, not your business. Walk away. Exactly. It, it is literally the same mind. It is just as stupid and of the same mindset as the stupid fucks who, the patriots, who went to go rain on some fucking pride celebration. Exactly. It is of the same. It is of the same mindset and negligence and ignorance. It's literally the same thing. Different, what a different topic. What a great connection that is. What a great full circle. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's literally baffling like how i mean the left and the right are so out of touch with like everything well the the extremes are almost the same and it's it's hilarious it's like yeah they're both rooted in the same thing and have causations that all come to the same to the same climax but start from different starting lines you know my starting line is anti-abortion your starting line is pro-life but at the end, they both meet at the same point. Uh-huh. Hilarious. It's, it's stupid. It's ignorant and stupid, and people are dumb, and that's why I hate everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to put you in a bad mood. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not in a bad mood, but this is just a perfect example of why no one has, like, everyone has an opinion, and everyone has, like, everyone wants to be a hero, and everyone wants to, you know, step up and try and make us do better be better this is why we can't have nice things yeah i mean people are just overly emotional i get that the last two years have been rough people like i really do <laughs> i i'm 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 a victim of it the same as anyone else i i've been a little luckier in my circumstances because i have had a support system um i've had enough dumbass credit loaners to lend me money in my downtimes and I've managed to scrape by and pay most of them back and slowly one by one sometimes I've had to let it go until tax season and then I just make a lump sum payment and call it done with but at the end of the day I do take most ownership and things that I contribute to in this life and even though it's not perfect I don't let it derail my sense of being and you know being a human at the end of the day, we're all fucking human. There's no need for us to, like, 
everything gets categorized politically now too, which really upsets oh, me. It, it really like, upsets me. It's like the type of ketchup you eat determines if you're a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a Heinz uh, guy. Fuck Heinz. Oh well, there you, that's that's a little <laughs> bit of your conservatism coming out there because the Heinz is actually the Democrat uh, ketchup. ketchup. It's, owned, it's owned by the Carries, Jim that Carrey, so not Jim Carrey, John Carrey. Um, but at, you know, at any rate, it's just so it's so old. It's getting so old. If anything's pushing me past the edge, it's how politicized everything is now. Uh, that's why I'm a big you know preacher of anti woke, anti cancel culture. I am a I am a level-headed individual who uh, I am willing to stand side by side with my LGBTQ friends and community and let you guys live your lives and do what you do as consenting adults is none of my fucking business. So please, by all means, do whatever you think you need to do. But please stop ramming it down my throat every day when I turn on the news or read an hey, article. You can't say that during this month. They're allowed to during the month of I, June. I get it, but you know what? There's awareness for everything else, too. You're not <laughs> special, okay? Like, I'm sorry, but you are not special. You are a goddamn human being who shares the same earth that I have to live on. I'm not out there doing my, you know, pro, you know, pro-cis, pro-heterosexual, um, pro-anything. I'm not pro-anything. I am pro-live-your-life. I love that. That's amazing. I'm also pro mind your own fucking business. If <laughs> my shit if my shit is not intersecting with your shit and you make it intersect with my shit, that's where we're going to have a problem. I don't make my shit intersect with anybody. I mind my own fucking business. I stay to myself. I fly under the radar. I live my life and I'm generally happy with it. Of course I have seasonal depression and allergies and all these other things that piss me <laughs> off. But I'm not going to go out there and start a fucking riot over people celebrating pride. We had a pride celebration right here in Delaware, two blocks down the street from me. Corinne wanted to go. She did a drive-by of it, and she's like, we're not going. And I was like, why? She's like, there's a thousand people there, and it's just not appropriate for the children. And I'm like, good call. That's, <laughs> that's real parent. And you know what? And we didn't say it was inappropriate for the children based on the fact on that Facebook? it was... What's that? You didn't go on Facebook and bitch about it? No. We didn't go we didn't go like based off of the fact that, you know, being around gay people is inappropriate for the children, but they were doing drag shows and shit like that. And that's not something you expose a three year old to. They do there is generally a lot of I don't know, adult it's high, it's highly yeah, it's you know. it's a and you know, admittedly there was like kid activities there, but it's still it's not Sexuality is not something that that young of an individual has to try and comprehend. I say in any aspect of it. Yeah. It's, and as me as a father, <clears throat> I don't want to have to explain why, uh, like if any, like, I don't know, any kind of awkward situation that they might see, I don't want to have to explain that in the terms a three-year-old can understand. Well, no, exactly. So and, it's like, and, you know, that goes double for when he's school age. I don't think teachers need to teach that at kindergarten or first grade or second. You know what? Let's start at sixth grade. That's how they did it with us. We all turned out fine. Um, I got I got fourth grade and I'm a little fucked up. So maybe, it, there's, maybe there's something there. Yeah. I mean, we had our first sex educational class in sixth grade. You know, we were all about to go to junior high. Junior high is when you start experimenting a little bit more with either opposite sex or same sex. Once again, don't care. 
which one you choose, but or are born with, or however you identify, whatever color you are on the fucking flag. I don't care. Okay, it's your fucking business. It's not mine. So do what you do. Stop making it my problem. That's all I'm asking. For. Do you need a whole month to celebrate it? You know what? They, we celebrate a whole lot of other shit on completely different calendar months, so you might as well. We have a whole fucking day de- dedicated to Star Wars, so fuck it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's just a perpetual excuse for people to enable bitching, in my opinion. That's really all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Raise awareness, make some money, and then you know, people people who identify under the LGBTQ plus community would obviously say just the same as you know black people would. Uh, there shouldn't be a Black History Month. There should just be Black History. It should just be integrated. Yeah. And I guess the same could be said for you know the latter, and that's that. It shouldn't just be a Pride Month. It should just be an accepted state of being, so we can finally move on from it. I think, uh, yeah, I agree. But I think a lot of people, more of the older generations than like us, they have a lot. They have a problem with uh, accepting that, like that we've done negative things too. Like a lot, a lot of the problem with talking about uh, the stuff, the stuff like that, is talking about the horrendous way that our government at the time responded people don't like to hear or talk about that either because you know america first america number one we do no wrong we help the world yeah i mean i'm not i'm not against people learning students learning about these things but i think it takes a more mature mind definitely to to comprehend it understand it and actually form a meaningful opinion on it and, and 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 regardless i don't think i don't think you should have to form an opinion on it i think you should just know that it's out there and if you happen to fall under that categorization of an individual then that's yours to own and yours to live with and yours to do with it shouldn't it shouldn't be up to other people on what you do with yourself or how you deal with yourself yeah definitely but empowering knowledge is power and empowering you know older students you know saying you know hey these things exist this is out there this is you know this is some of the science of it this is some of the history of it um you know it should be objectively yeah yeah Yeah. let let children figure out who they are and and what they are and don't tell them when they're five years old that they can be whatever they want to be and whatever's in between their legs is is what it isn't it's irrelevant (laughs) yeah you know the the gingerbread or the genderbread man which was a book that was being um used in florida kindergarten classes is just mind-boggling you're telling little sponges that well you might have been told you're a boy or a girl when you were born but that's not true you are whatever you want to be and whatever's in between your legs isn't necessarily what it is I don't agree with that. There's no, a pe- there's a there's too a, early. There's a penis and there's a vagina and they both do two different things and achieve two different things. And regardless of what you feel on the inside does not change biologically what you are on the outside. No, but I do believe you should be able to get whatever one you want when you're an adult. It, it, yeah. 
like once again, so be it. That's someone else's business, not mine. Right. But don't tell young children that absorb things and take them literally that, well, my teeth, you know, could you imagine, you know, is he coming home from like her first day of kindergarten and being like, I don't know what I am. Because I thought I had more time before. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have my, my own crisis, kid. We yeah, have right. our gender crisis this like, soon. Like my teacher told me today that I don't have a penis or a vagina. I'm I am null. I am asexual. I am whatever I, I want to be. Really, sex is not a thing. It's not no. not for kids. Not no. for young bodies. So no. they don't need to. No, I mean, they, they... I mean, and I and I say this with the utmost like certainty and respect and of like I am not anti anyone, but for the love of God, draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. and say, you know, you've gone too far. This isn't necessary at this age level, and and really, we need to be prepping the coming generations on you know, more important things like science and math and like figuring out how to get this country ahead um, and back on track of being an intellectual country and not a country that is so worried about its goddamn feelings all the time. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not an extremist, but it's not, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to look at our state of being and, ask yourself like what the fuck happened (laughs) we're we're more worried about like what coffee you got from starbucks and how it made you feel on twitter than we are about like actual issues and uh and corporations i think have paid a shit ton of money to uh enable people to feel this way this all comes down to consumer uh consumerism in my opinion um and you know, coddling consumers and telling people that the customer is always right, and you know, just I've know, never do- met a customer that's right. I just no, want to me neither, me neither. And you know, I've been a customer that's wrong before. <laughs> I know I have, but at the end of the day, like we've been taught by corporate America that we're always right, and our opinions are valid, and we deserve, you know, the best of the best, and. um and it's all it's all in the name of taking money out of our pocket but what it's done is it's created a sense of entitlement that really should never have existed i mean people don't want to work for a living anymore because they just think they deserve to exist see i'm um, different i'm different i don't want to work for a living i know that i don't deserve that but i just want it really bad well, yeah, it's okay to not want to work, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is if you want to survive, you have to. It sucks. I um, hate it here. And I mean, it, it differs by state as far as what you're able to qualify for, as far as assistance goes. But I, I honestly have never understood how anyone lives off the system, like wholly, um, like for as long as they do as well. Because, like, in Ohio, you have to be actively looking for a job and submit the jobs that you've applied to in order to just receive a measly fucking 60% check of what your normal salary would be. People come in and interview and then just don't show up. They don't show up for their first day. Dude, it, it goes... It goes that way everywhere. Even where mm-hmm. I work now, we have people who are scheduled for interviews and just straight up don't show up to them. Um, 
and admittedly, the job market says competitive as it's ever been right now. I mean, you can make twenty bucks working at fucking Target or you know anywhere now. I mean, I was uh, at a mom and pop pizza shop the other day. I mean, independent, you know, small, not a like not a huge chain, but I mean, they were paying uh, starting wages of eleven dollars an hour. I mean, for a small time mom and pop pizza shop, that's like unheard of mm-hmm. and you're lucky to get like minimum wage out of those right. people so that's crazy. 11 dollars an hour to you know bake some pies is a little above i think the job qualification if you ask me when i made pizza i got paid minimum wage and i was at little caesars yeah and that's a multinational chain of pizza developers if you will so i mean that's uh that speaks for itself i mean um, we live in interesting times, though, and uh, unprecedented. And the and I get it. The last few years have been rough on everybody, and uh, you know, all I can say is, if they didn't break me, don't let them break you. You know, it's, there's there's nothing going on in your life that is truly that bad. At the end of the day, like it's nothing that you can't work through. It's nothing that you can't get past. And if you're feeling like that, that's just your mental illness and you need to seek help. There is free help everywhere, even if you're uninsured. You can't be denied medical treatment if you go into, just do what some of our past guests have done. Go into the ER and straight up say, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Admit me or I'm going to fucking hurt myself or someone else. Hey man, both times and, I did that, I skipped a full waiting room. So, and, <laughs> and you know what? Track. And you know what? If that's how you really feel, and and that's what you need to do to go get the help you need, then do it. I mean, that's kind of the extreme way, but you know, you can before you get to the breaking point, you can always like even just calling the national suicide um, hotline. You can get resources from them. Like, they're there not to only talk people down, but to provide you free information on how to get help. Uh, There's free help all around us. You don't have to live off welfare and, you know, make $2 an hour to qualify for help. I've qualified for assistance uh, with things such as rent and utilities um, for the past year. And I, like I already said earlier in the podcast, I make a slightly above average wage um and i'm still struggling guys like it's just uh, tough right now (laughs) it's tough out here and i mean with gas five dollars a gallon you know say no more that's why i bought a bike well that's not i'm glad you have the luxury of being able to ride a bike to work i probably could too but i'd have to leave at 2 a.m and i'm not doing that that's like jj lives a half hour away even across town i live like a block and a half away from my work like it's like a yeah i wouldn't do it across town i wouldn't ride half hour to work 12 hours and then ride a half hour home fuck that no i mean in my car johnstown is 40 minutes 35 at best um and to ride a bicycle for that it'd be a couple hours yeah it would it'd definitely be a couple hours i gotta be there by seven so i mean i'd have to be on the bike moving i mean scooting by like 4:30 at the latest. Uh-huh. 
And then you get there and you're all fucking sweaty. Yeah, and then you're just out dead. Of breath. Yeah. You're like, well, I already did my job today. I got here. So fucking I guess legs are tired. I'm going to have to go slack off now, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not even, like, worried about the Russia thing anymore, dude. Like, shit is so fucked up on our own side of things. I'm not even... <laughs> Like, honestly, if Putin pulls the trigger, then I'll just say, oh, thank you. You did us all a favor. Now I don't got to pay your next month's rent. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. You know, it'd be like a new kidding, like Columbus and work calling it, calling into work and saying, uh, don't think I'm coming to work today. <laughs> we, got or, <laughs> and we got new. Can they be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need you to come in on Saturday. That's Good. what that's what I would. Yeah, or your work call. You know, you're trying to call off, and they're like, "You're coming in, right?" We're providing you hazmat suits. Yeah, so you like yeah. I don't know if you looked at the at the map, but it hit Columbus, not Johnstown per se. So we're yeah. gonna need you to go ahead and just traffic should be man. good. Traffic should be yeah. better. You know. Uh, there is no more I-70, so you're going to have to find uh, a new way. I take 37 all the way there, so <laughs> I'm, I'm north of 70. I'm good. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where I, I don't have the energy. I don't have the mental health capacity to even worry about such things. I got to take care of myself and my family and the home front and make sure everyone here is provided for. And I'm going to keep doing everything in my power to do that. That's where my focus is. That's my drive. If you don't have that in your life, if you don't have children, if you don't have a family or friends to look after you, do it for yourself. Love yourself. You know, you know, self yeah. self love is the most important form of love that you can go learn light language. Go listen to some light language. <laughs> Become part of the new earth and the 5D consciousness and, you know, really experience like something different, you know, go find some peace in your life. Stop keep getting fucking angry about everything. I can be one of the angriest, most bitter people at times when I want to be and it accomplishes nothing. It's a waste of energy. You know, stop, you know, maybe masturbate more or masturbate less. <laughs> I think I think there's an extreme to both. I think if you do one for too long, you get really angry because you're just always splooging and you have to like always have to you're always chasing the next high kind of like reference and then if you don't do it often enough, you get too much baby batter in there and it starts distorting your thought process and you're just pissed off because you need laid or you need to have some form of release. You need some dopamine in your life, man. Get some fucking dopamine. Literally, that shit will get will get to you if you get let dark if, quick if you let that baby batter stew too long in the pot it actually starts to overcook and it travels to your brain and actually releases the uh the receptors that piss you off quicker because you're irritated because you have too much shit in your sack and it's sagging too low so you got to just get you got to get in there and show yourself some love if no one else is there for you. I mean, if you got the money, which no one does, and I don't know what a hooker costs with inflation, but you got to do something to, you know, keep yourself happy and love yourself. That's, hey, you can, that's my you piece. Can, you can buy a sex robot with an AI in it for as low get, as 1100 bucks. Get a VR headset and jack off to some hentai, all right? That yeah. shit will fucking light you on fire. Get yourself a fucking flashlight, a VR headset, which would be less than $1,100, and you basically got the same thing. 
I don't know how much the Oculus is these days, but I'm pretty sure it's less than $600. Um, and you don't, and those, you don't even need hardware for it. It's just the headset. Plug and play. Plug and play, baby. <clears throat> That's crazy. I want one. I would like to get into it based off of everything I talked to Matt about in our episode with him once upon a time. Uh, he's definitely made VR sound pretty cool, but I'm also like, I don't want to become like one of those people who just gets stuck in it, you know? Like <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like, I feel like once you like allow yourself to slip into that form of consciousness, like the computers have already won. That's the for <laughs> like that like that's like step one of the robot manifesto of taking over humanity is get them to sit around all day and look at screens or VR headsets. Really, VR headsets are step two. Smartphones are step one and personal yeah. computers. Um, so, you know, yeah, we're well on our way to becoming a emotionless society as it is with VR uh, becoming more accessible. And eventually they're going to release like pods and you're going to have 360 degree uh, augmented reality experiences inside of a pod. And then that's when the cord goes into the back of your neck and now you're part of the metaverse. And it's I'd do gonna, it. And it's going to take a red pill to get you out of it. I'd do it. I'm down. Yeah, well, you don't want to work, so. Exactly. If you just live your life in a, live your best life in a pod, man, and, you uh-huh. know, waste away slowly in there, I guess. And I like it. Get your job on the metaverse. You'll basically do the exact same thing you do in real life, but now you'll be doing it virtually, so it'll be less oh, strenuous. Hilarious. I love it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Fuck it. Yeah, because people Plug are already in. buying. People are already buying and trading and selling property and goods and uh, NFTs, which I think NFTs have plateaued, in my opinion. You don't hear nearly as much as. You. It's a gimmick. I'm sorry. It's a gimmick. It is the metaverse. I think when the metaverse is full launched and VR is a household item. And by household item, I mean one in like every four people have it like, in their home, like a fucking TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like more like like everybody. Everyone but, yeah. has one. So yeah, maybe once we're there, we're at like it's more like that dystopian future, kind of like in uh, Ready Player One, where like that's where people spend their time, make their money, is in the Oasis. Like that's how you get ahead. That's the next step. Like. Yes, the outside world around you is a bunch of like fucking trailers stacked up on each other and a piece of shit, but you hop into the oasis and that's where you live like the majority of your life. At least in those ones, you had to stand upright and like get some exercise while you do it, I guess. <laughs> so, um, if I think if we go to the pod system, it's going to be the reverse effect where you're just going to sit there and get fat and exactly weak. like Wally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like Wally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. That was a bit of a longer tangent than I expected, but it was fun nonetheless. It was. It was. Yeah, it was good. Fun. Uh, you got anything else for us? Uh, you know what? I think I think that's a high note to end on. I like it. I feel don't be a fucking it. stupid. Yeah, be better. Um, alrighty. Check out the Facebook TJN podcast, the TikTok TJN pod. You know, just just have yeah, a good I mean. day. Have fun. Thanks for listening. Stop being terrorists. Love you all. Good night.